Hey everyone, how's it going? This is Azrin the Language Nerd here. I'm the owner of the Calgary Language Nerds and welcome to the first podcast episode in about a month and definitely the first podcast episode of 2023. This is going to be a short podcast episode and you might even notice a difference in the audio quality because I'm not using my typical microphone. I'm just using my phone uh, headphone microphone. But I wanted to quickly hop on and make something because it has been a while since I've recorded a podcast episode. So the plan here today is to tell you a couple of things that I have planned for 2023 on the podcast and in terms of my content in general. And I'd like to share a couple of language learning pieces of advice. And I think we'll wrap it up there. So pretty quick. I think it'll be a 10 minute episode, something like that. In terms of a few things in 2023. So the biggest change on the podcast is as as things stand right now I am planning on in fact I've started making already I've started making a self-study some self-study resources for Gujarati so Gujarati is a language spoken in India it's my heritage language meaning I grew up speaking the language with my family even though I'm not born and raised in India it's a language that's spoken by quite a few people but there are not that many resources to learn the language. And so I decided, I've been thinking about it for about a year, maybe maybe longer, I finally decided that it's time for me to start making some resources. So as things stand right now, I have made about five different worksheets at a beginner level. I've made the, the presentations, the Canva presentations. If you know what Canva is, it's kind of like a PowerPoint. So the Canva presentations for about five different pre-recorded lessons. Uh, I have a meeting next week with the Gujarati instructor who works for me. We're looking to make a podcast together where we're going to make some podcasts in Gujarati that is meant for intermediate level Gujarati learners. And I'm excited. I'm excited about this whole Gujarati project. I don't know how far it's going to go. So far, I've been excited about it for the past month. I've made some good progress on it. But I know sometimes I start projects and I don't fully finish them. So we'll see where it goes. I'm going to try my best. And yeah, so that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is more of a life update, which ties directly to a language learning piece of advice. So I was in Mexico for two weeks earlier this year. I was there from January 1st until January 13th, so it's 12 days, almost two weeks. I was in Cancun for a couple of, for a few days, and then I was in Merida, Merida, which is about five hours by bus west of Cancun, and I was in Merida and surrounding area for the remainder of my trip. While I was in Mexico, I was speaking 95% of the time in Spanish, and 95% of the time, all I ever saw or heard around me was also in Spanish. And it reminded me of how useful immersion is when you're learning a language. When all you see around you, all you hear around you, all you're using on a day-to-day -day basis is the language that you're trying to learn, that expedites the learning process. It's common sense. Now, the great thing is, you don't necessarily have to, which I've said many times, you don't necessarily have to immerse yourself by traveling abroad. You don't have to hop on a plane and go to Mexico, go to France, go to Japan, go to the US, go to whatever country speaks the language you're trying to learn. 
You don't have to do it that way necessarily, although it is an option. You can do, you can immerse yourself quite well locally in your own city. You know, it's funny, I had a meeting a couple of days ago with a French student, and using her words, she is obsessed with French. She's obsessed with learning. She lives in the U.S., close to New York. And she was telling me that every day, all she does is watch shows and movies in French on Netflix. Her phone language is in French. She attends any French classes for free she can find online. She used to use Duolingo events or Duolingo classes, but that platform is now shut down, unfortunately. So she would go to lots of different free classes on Duolingo classes. She used Duolingo, the app. She would think about French all day, every day. She loves learning French, and she's obsessed, using her words, she's obsessed with learning the language. Now she's going to be taking some private lessons as well and adding that into her French learning journey. So she's taking private lessons through my business. So this is a good example of someone who doesn't live in France or any French-speaking country, and yet she's done everything in her power to surround herself with French in New York. French permeates her life. She listens to more or as much French in a day as she does English, really, at the end of the day, because she watches all these shows and listens to music. You know, headphones are magical in, many, in, in, in a sense. Headphones are magical. If you stick your headphones in, all of a sudden, your ears can be transported to the country that speaks the language that you're trying to learn. You can play music in the target language. You can play podcasts in the target language. You can watch shows in the target language. You can, there are so, the headphones, sticking something in your ears is quite magical in a sense. It's quite magical. Same thing with your eyes. You know, uh, one of my one of my Mandarin instructors, she is a full time Mandarin teacher. She has her own office space, not really office space, classroom. That's the word. She has her own classroom here in here in Calgary, where she teaches Mandarin out of. And then she basically does part time teaching for me to fill up gaps in her full time teaching through her own Mandarin teaching business, essentially. And I've been to her classroom, and the whole room is visually surrounded or covered in Mandarin. There's pictures of different things. The whole room is labeled in Mandarin. There's, it's clearly a Mandarin classroom. It's visually, it visually is surrounded by Mandarin. And so that's something you can do as well locally. Look at your apartment, look at your house, get some paper, label everything, in the target language. Take your table, label your table, your chairs, label everything. Put, if you're that, if you're a very visual person, you know, on the walls, put pictures of, who knows, celebrities that are from the country. Decorate your house in the theme of the language you're learning. So maybe it's a French style or Chinese style or whatever it is. So make your, your surroundings, everything around about your surroundings, make it in such a way, design it in such a way that it reminds you and makes you think about your target language. And that's I think that's going to expedite the learning process. 
You have the option as well to hop on a plane and fly and spend time in a country that speaks your target language. If you have the funds, the, the budget, the time, etc. for that, by all means, that's a wonderful option too. But if you can't, which is probably the vast majority of us, myself included, I mean, I can't just hop on a plane whenever I want to. Um, you know, creating that immersion in your own city is, is something that um, will help you tremendously. Uh, to wrap this podcast up, I guess what I'll say is for this year in the podcast, you can probably expect typical uh, what I've typically done in the past. So typical types of podcast episodes, typical types of advice, you know, same format. The only difference is if all goes well, uh, there will also be some Gujarati specific content as well on the podcast. We'll see. I'm early in the project and I don't really know where it's going to go. One way or another, I guess you'll either watch it flop, you'll watch it not go well, which I've which has happened with many projects I've started, or it'll work very, very well. In my experience, uh, whenever I've tried to get certain projects off the ground, work work wise or even not work wise, sometimes even personally, a significant percentage of them don't work out the way that I wanted them to work out, but it was always worth it. It was worth it because I learned something. It was worth it because I learned that it was a bad idea. So now I don't have to think about that idea anymore. Clears up headspace. It was worth it because the project in mind that I had in mind didn't work out, but it led to another project that ended up working out very well. Right. And so a significant percentage of them fail, quote unquote, but they lead to they lead to something positive regardless. And the ones that do work out end up making up for the ones that didn't work out. So if I use a business example, there have been many things I tried in my business that didn't really work that well. In fact, they flopped completely. But sometimes there's something I try, even on a whim, that works so well that it makes up for the three things that didn't work before it. So the Duolingo classes, these are free classes on a platform that used to exist but doesn't anymore as of yesterday they closed down um, that was something that I applied for I got accepted and it drove last year I think it was something like I'll look at the exact number I think it was at least a quarter of my business in some way shape or form came as a result of that platform whether word of mouth or directly from students who had, who heard of me on the platform then paying for classes so that one decision, you know, worked so well that it made up for things that I tried in the past that maybe didn't work out that well. Does that make sense? So anyway, let's wrap this up here. I teach a class soon. Have a wonderful rest of your guys' day. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm back uh, from my trip and everything. So you can expect to hear from me more often. Have a nice day. See you guys later. Bye-bye.